Springhouse, life happens here. Life happens here. And uh, boy, what a celebration when we do life together. When we do life together. Would you guys put my, um, my, my keynote up uh, so we can get started? I'm just making sure I'm not missing something that I was supposed to say right here. No. Uh, let's put up the, the thing while they're doing that. Uh, next week, we will have one gathering at, uh, at 1030. And then starting on January 9th, we are moving to our new gathering times, which will be at 1030 in the morning and 6 p.m. Uh, in the evening. So we will no longer be doing the early gathering. So our new service times are at 1030 and at 6 p.m. starting on January 9th. We'll also begin, be beginning next week a new series uh, called Anchored. I believe that the word that the Lord has given me for Springhouse next year is anchored. And so we want to know where, more importantly, who we are anchored in. And so that's the direction that we're going to go. And I believe it's going to be real rich. Okay. Y'all ready to go there? Yeah. Today we're going to talk uh, a little bit about church, uh, church leadership because we have, some, um, we have some people that I want to recognize today. We, need to, uh, we, we have some positions that are changing and some, uh, somebody coming on staff. And also uh, we want to pray over those who are in leadership. So we're going to talk just a moment about church leadership uh, and then we're going, to, we're going to go through there. Would you guys stand with me? We're going to read together. As a prisoner of the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it is alive and active today. I thank you, Lord, that you are God and we are not. And I thank you that you're the God of Springhouse. And I ask, Lord, today that you would rest here, God, that there would be a special time because we want to acknowledge you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Today we're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to talk about church leadership. Leadership in general. Leadership in general. Every one of us is following someone. Every one of us is following someone. Whether that someone is a good leader or a bad leader, whether that entity or organization is a good organization or a bad organization, every one of us is following 
someone. We all really need leadership in our lives. You know, when the pandemic arrived on the scene, uh, the unexpected happened. And in my lifetime, I know there are a number of you who are older than me, but in my lifetime, this was the, the first time that I actually recognized that the world can change overnight. That things, that things across the globe could shut down and everything change in a moment's, in a moment's notice. This was the first experience that I had uh, in, in that way. Now, I've had life events that have happened to Kevin O'Day that have changed things overnight, okay? Like the birth of my kids, you know, that's a game changer, you know, things like that. But in terms of, but in terms of, 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 of wide-scale world change, the pandemic really changed everything. It really, it really did. And we were tested during that time. We were tested with our resources. We were tested in the way of a reevaluation of our family and our priorities. And for some of us, we were challenged in how we respond to authority and how we respond to authority. The concept of authority and leadership is not new. In fact, you can find the very first, the very beginning of, of authority comes in Genesis when God says, let there be light. He has established himself, I'm in control, I'm in charge here. When he breathes life into man, he's in charge. And so authority is not a new concept. And in fact, in Scripture, Romans 13, we here see this verse, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except that which is God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. The authorities that have been established have been, have been established by God. Now, most of us have a love-hate relationship with this Scripture. We have a love-hate relationship with this scripture because we love it when, we're, when, when it applies to somebody who we like how they're leading, we like what they say, we like what they're asking to do, we agree with everything they're saying. We hate it when it calls us to submit to somebody who says something that we don't necessarily want to do. So we have this love-hate relationship, but let me tell you something, when it comes to the Word of God, we don't get to cherry-pick what we want. We don't get to cherry-pick the verses that we like and say, well, this is what I'm going to base my life off of, the rest of it can... No, it's a, it's a whole thing. And if we will respond and submit to the whole thing, God has some really wonderful promises for us. And we can trust him in that. God has his hand in both established positions and people. And our response to authority, our first response to authority should be to pray. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives. Do you know that Typically, when I hear someone complain about their leadership, whether it's an employer, whether it's at church, whether it's the president of the United States, I don't see them coming really drawing from a well of peace. It's rare that I see them drawing from a well of peace as complaining is just coming out of their mouth. Let me ask you a question. Have you prayed more for your leader than you have complained about them? Have you prayed more for your leader? Than, and I'm not, just talk, I'm not talking about me. Maybe, you, maybe you're complaining about me a whole lot. I would ask you to pray before you start complaining about me, okay? 
But what about the president? I'm not asking if you like him or dislike him or agree to Have you prayed more and considered prayer before anything that comes out of your mouth? Because this verse says that we are to pray for all those who are in authority, not just some, not the ones you like, not the ones you agree with, but for all those in authority. And in the same way that our faith is tested when unexpected things like the pandemic happen, our faith is tested when you are asked to do things you don't want to do. Your faith is tested. Do I really believe that all authority has been established by God? And can I trust God above anything that I'm being asked to, be, to do? So as it relates to the church, one of the things that I want us to understand first of all, is the church is God's idea, not ours. The church is God's idea. This whole thing is not, it's not a group of people that got together and said, this would be a good, a good idea. Let's, let's establish a club and let's all get together and we'll, you know, we'll, have, we'll have a fall festival and some things that we'll put together. So, no, this was, this was God's idea. This church, Springhouse, does not belong in no way, shape, or form does this church belong to Kevin O'Day or nor does it belong to any one person. Church is his. And when it comes to church leadership, God is the ultimate authority. He's the ultimate authority. Now, there are people out there that say you do not need to go to church. In fact, I believe there's a movement. Don't go to church. Unchurch, don't go to church. Don't do, don't, don't participate in that, in that institution. You know, in my life, the most important and, and the most significant decisions that I've had to make, do you know the instrument that God uses to tell me those things, to help me navigate those things? He uses people. He uses people. And better I be in relationship with the people he's using than to listen to some arbitrary voice on the TV who has no relationship or idea who I am. Church is essential to the Christian journey. The church is essential to the Christian journey. If the storm, I shouldn't say if, when the storms of life hit, I do not want to be on a ship by myself in the middle of that ocean. I need some people with me to help me. The church is vital. It's a vital part of our walk. Over in Hebrews chapter 10, let us hold not unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promises is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as we see the day approaching. And I see the day approaching. I see the day approaching. I need brothers and sisters to lift my arms up. I need people who are in fervent prayer. I want to walk together. And just like Jeff said, it's not just locally here at Springhouse. These are the deepest and, 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 and most consistent connections I have. We're talking about the body of Christ, world, global. You belong. You belong to the church of Christ. Now, part of the issue is when people come in to the church, to the facility of the church, they view the church through a lens of something that it's not. I don't believe that the church is a club. You don't come in and get elite status, pay membership, work through the ranks. I also don't believe that the church is a business. This is not a business. This is not like your 
the corporation you work for, the, the, the business that you go and, and earn your keep. No, no. At the end of the day, the church is a family. The church is a family and we want to be a healthy family. Healthy families celebrate together. We grieve together. We rejoice together. We journey together. And guess what? If you're anything like my family, we sometimes get crossways with each other, right? We sometimes have, have good moments together of laughter. We, have, we share tears together, you know? But at the end of the day, family is family. And in my family, family doesn't leave. But if you look at this place as an institution like a business or a club, then all you have to do is walk out the door and find the next good one down the street. When it's a family, when it's a family, it's worth it. It's worth it to stick it out. It's worth it to continue to fight through. Because in a family, you love the people that you're walking with. Yesterday was Christmas Day. And uh, Stephen Harbour, some of you know, he's been in the hospital. And uh, he has some blood clots. And I text Marcy and I said, hey, I'm going to come by. And she texts me back and she said, oh, you know, Stephen's doing, he's doing okay. I don't want you to take away time from, from Christmas Day. And I responded, family doesn't take away. Family does not respond 8 to 4 p.m. Family is present when the need arises and the need comes. It doesn't matter what's going on. And so we're driving in the car after church. My kids are saying, where are we going, Daddy? Well, we're going to the hospital because we got somebody in our family to visit. That's the type of family we need to be connected to. That's the body of Christ. And so when it comes to church leadership, the primary function of church leadership is to equip you for works of service. If we're not equipping you to do what God has called you to do, then we're not serving you well. Our job is to equip you to do what God's told you to do. Why? So that the body of Christ may be built up. Church leadership exists to hear from God and to serve. So how does, how does this work at at Springhouse. Well, we essentially have three groups in our, in our leadership team here at Springhouse. We have the eldership, the admin board, and the pastoral team. And, and just briefly, I'm going to talk about the admin board because I'm not necessarily going to call them, them up. The admin board is our administrative, our administrative covering of the church. Essentially, their job is to manage the finances in the house. And let me tell you something. We have the best administrative board we have the absolute, we have trusted individuals who have been faithful. Part of the reason why we are debt-free as a church is because of the stewardship of these individuals that you all have trusted with the finances of this church. They have done a wonderful job. These gentlemen are on our, our admin board. We can appreciate them this morning, yes, for their faithful service of stewarding the finances at Springhouse. So anything that has to do with the financial, uh, financial things of the church, the administrative things, they, it falls to this administrative group selected by the eldership. And they follow the same criteria as there would be to be an elder, which we're going to go over in just a second. Let's go ahead and talk about the eldership. The eldership provides the spiritual covering for Springhouse. The eldership is not a person, it is a body, it is a group. The authority lies within the group of the eldership. They discuss uh, consistently and pray consistently over the spiritual health of the church. They manage the church affairs, doctrine, missions, outreach, issuing of ministerial credentials. They select and provide accountability to the lead pastor and to the administrative board. 
The group collectively is the ultimate authority here at, at Springhouse. And we have a wonderful group of elders. If you are a part of our eldership team, would you come with your spouse now to the, right down here to the front? Um, and as they come, I brought the microphone here. As they come, I wanted them, uh, because some of you have joined our church recently and you may not know these people. But one of the things that I want you to pay attention to as they introduce themselves is the longevity with which they have served and been here at Springhouse. So you guys are going to have to kind of squish together. Make sure everybody has, has space. I'm going I'm to start down here with, with Justin Bashirs. Yes. He knew where to start. With humility is where we start. We always start with humility. <laughs> my name is Justin Bashirs. This is my wife, Jessica Bashirs. Uh, we have four children, uh, Haley, Griffin, Lily, and Noah, and I have been at Springhouse for 12 years. My name is James Jansen. This is my wife, Dana Jansen. We have three boys, Noah, Judah, and Elijah. We've been here for six and a half, almost seven years. My name's Hal Laughlin. This is my wife, Barbie. We have three children, uh, Aaron, Matthew, and Katie, and 10 grandchildren. And as of last month, we've been here 30 years. 30 years. My name is Mike Dennison. Sandy couldn't be here this morning, but we have five girls. <laughs> yeah, Amanda, Kelly. I threw her away. She's here. She's up there. Savannah. And uh, Lindsay and Micah. And I have 12 grandkids. Mm. I've been here 21 years, but I'm just now starting to be an elder. Mm. <laughs> I'm Mario Gaglione. This is my awesome wife, Melanie. We have three kids, uh, Maria, Michael, and Marcella. Uh, Marcella's uh, teaching in the children's church now. Uh, we've been here since 1995. So how long is that? Like 25, 26 years? Something like that. Okay, I just wanted to make sure we know math. <laughs> yeah, there you go. My name is Alan Smith, my wife Renee. We have two adult children and an adult daughter in love, uh, Jeremy and Eden Smith and Chelsea Smith, and we are in our 23rd year here at Springhouse. My name is Ronnie Meek, and this is my lovely <laughs> wife, Michelle, and here we go. <clears throat> we have uh, eight kids between us. Isaac, Arwen, Valerie, Megan, Sarah, Kevin, Brian, and uh, Chris. And 19 grandchildren, and I could name them, but I'm not going to, uh, for the sake of time. And uh, we've been here for, I, I came in 88, 1988, yeah. Hey, good morning. My name is Jeremy Jones, and this is my wife, Arwen. And uh, I started at Springhouse in 2008. Um, Arwen was here in, I guess, 1988. Okay. <laughs> we, have, we have two boys, uh, Mr. Bo Jones over here on the left. And then we also have uh, Jack Jones as well, who's in uh, children's ministry right now. I'm Michael Frazier. Uh, my wife is in Knoxville with my new grandson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have three grandchildren. I have three children, all married, um, Daniel, Andrew, and Susanna, and we've been here since 2000. Mm -hmm. My name is Will Severe, and uh, this is my lovely wife, Tisha, and we've been here five years next week. 
And uh, we have three amazing young boys, and they're right here. Uh, Liam Bradley, who is sometimes called BT, and Anderson, who is sometimes Andy. And uh, we're thrilled to be here. Mm-hmm. With the Berries, I'm Wayne, and this is Gene. Uh, we have two grown children and their mates and two terrific grand boys, and we've been here 25 years. Amen. I want you to notice that there's stability in the leadership here at Springhouse. The longevity and the tenure of the people here is because they're faithful. There is a, there's criteria in being an elder, and this is what it is. An elder is above reproach, faithful to their spouse, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money, and manages their family well. Guys, you, you measure a tree by its fruit, and these people here, you measure that fruit of what it says right, uh, right up there, and these are your elders. These are the eldership of, of Springhouse, and we are blessed. We are so blessed to be able to be led and ruled by this, by this body. And so like the scripture says, it tells us that we are to pray over those in leadership. So I'm going to ask you as a congregation to stand. If you're joining us on live stream, you might just stretch your hand out this way towards your TV or computer, uh, just uh, in agreement. But we're going to pray over these leaders because this is a heavy responsibility for them to follow. So Father, right now, I thank you I thank you, Lord, for the ones that you have called here, Father. I thank you, Lord, for their faithfulness, God. And I ask, Lord, in in the year to come, Father, as you have placed this mantle of leadership on their shoulders, God, I ask that they would carry it diligently, consistently, and faithfully. I ask, Lord, that you would use them in mighty ways, Father God, as they look toward you, as they hear from you, God, as they serve the needs of the people, God, we ask, Lord, that you would encourage them, that you would provide for them, that you would undergird them, Father, that you would support them, Father, Lord, and that you would speak clearly to them and they would have ears to listen and to hear from you, God. I pray for opportunities to speak life into situations. I pray for for opportunities for God's stories to be unveiled, testimonies of your goodness and your faithfulness, Lord, in these who are faithfully serving the body, God. I thank you, Lord, that I get to walk alongside such wonderful people as this, Father God, that you've called here to Springhouse, God. Bless them, use them. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Can we appreciate our eldership team? I'm going to ask you guys to kind of stick close by, but go ahead and sit down. We have another group of people who are in leadership here at Springhouse, and that is our pastoral team, our pastoral team. And so if you are part of our pastoral team, would you please come uh, down front here? We are an elder-ruled church, so they provide our spiritual covering. Uh, but we are a staff-run church, and so the people who are here actually run the day-in, day-out um, operations of the church, and they represent the variety of uh, the various ministries that we have uh, here at Springhouse. Um, and so I want to introduce, we have, uh, this is Justin Bashirs. He is one of our teaching pastors here and leader of our men's ministry. James Jansen is our youth pastor. Barbie Laughlin is, well... 
She's many things. No, she is our, she is our executive pastor and, uh, and, a, and a wonderful one. Alan Smith is, uh, in, I'm getting the cart before the horse a little bit, but he's going to be transitioning to be our family life pastor. Uh, this is Kim, uh, Kim Walker. She is our children's pastor. Now, let me say, Kim doesn't get to be in here very often, so let's recognize Kim for the efforts that she, she does with our kids. And as I announced earlier this year, Will Severe will be moving over into an art outreach pastor position that I'm super, super excited about. So these are your, these are your pastoral, uh, your past, this is the pastoral team. And the pastoral team is here to shepherd, to guide, and to serve. At the end of the day, these guys are here to serve you. And, um, and we want to be actively in your life. You should be connected. Everyone, if, you're, if you want to have a barometer of, am I really connected at Springhouse? You should be connected to one of these people. And if you're not, that needs to change. These people want to be in your life. These people want to be a part of, of your life. And so we're going to uh, pray over our pastoral team as they lead us into the next year. So I'm actually going to ask you guys to get together and the elders to come back. And I'm going to ask Mario to pray a prayer over our pastoral team. So elders, if you'll come back here. I didn't ask the elders to go to the stage, but you guys can come out here. <laughs> you can come out on stage if you want to or down front. If you guys, and if you guys will stand and stretch your hands to the pastoral team as Mario plays. Heavenly Father, we, we just praise you and we thank you, Lord God, for your mighty provision in this house, Lord God. Father, we thank you for each and every one uh, on the pastoral staff, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you have gifted them with your spirit, that you have provided them with your presence, that you have filled them with your hope and with your love for this congregation, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for watching over them and their families, Lord God. We ask you to gird them, Father, by the power of your spirit and the power of your name. And we just thank you and praise you, Lord, for all the mighty things that you do through them. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Mario. All right. I'm going to ask for Alan and for Will to, to stay here. Will, you want to stay down here? And, um, and we're going to be recognizing Jonathan Grisham this morning. Jonathan, where are you? There he is. Excellent. Uh, it's important to us that as we install people into new positions that we acknowledge them and that we pray for them as they're going into the year and to the charge that they have. We take this very seriously because the calling of pastor, the calling of elder is a weighty mantle to carry. It is a responsibility spiritually and in the kingdom. And so it's extremely important that we take the time not only to acknowledge, but to pray over, uh, pray over you guys and... and um, and in the next steps and the things that you're going to lead. And I'm super, super excited for you, brothers. I'm excited about what the Lord has uh, for, for, for the next and the way that you guys have so faithfully served. I believe also that we don't go out and just put out online, hey, we're, need, we're needing a worship pastor, so here's what we need. Let's just have people apply. If you notice, many times when we put somebody into a position, we're just calling them what they already are. We're calling them for the things that they're already walking in. And that's the case with these, with these guys. And so what we've asked uh, a few of our elders to do is to come out and to speak and address specific ones of these as they transition into the new position. We're going to start with Pastor Allen, and I'm going to ask uh, Elder Mario to come. 
Well, brother, um, I think I've known you all the, the years that you've been here. And we go way back um, being Royal Ranger leaders when our little boys were, when our grown boys, when our grown men were little, little boys. So I know that's where we, where we cut our teeth together. Um, for those of you who don't know Alan, you do need to get to know him because he truly has a servant's heart. Um, no, no, no doubt about that. Um, as I've been praying for you all year, um, and even particular before you got sick, uh, it, it struck me that it's no wonder that the enemy tried to kind of take two things from you. He tried to take your breath, your voice, and he was messing with your heart. And you just have a huge heart. And your voice and what you bring to this body and what you bring uh, is, is just, it's, it's immense. Um, but the Lord had better ideas and his overrule what the enemy tried to use for good. The word that I believe that the Lord wanted me to give to you for this year is balance. Is balanced. And if you notice, stuck in between the B and the C is Alan. Mm. <laughs> and it's not that just that you can walk in balance on on any size limb and stay in perfect balance, but you'll walk in harmony. You'll walk in a perfectly apportioned joy that only the Lord could give you. Amen. Father, I just thank you and praise you for my brother. I thank you, Father, for the tender and huge heart that you have in him. I thank you, Father, for the voice, Lord, that, that you have in him, Lord, that speaks and brings hope to others. I thank you for the servant's mindset and heart that you have in him. I thank you for that, Lord, and I thank you, Father, for him walking in that perfectly balanced harmony this year, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. That word. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to ask Pastor Ronnie to come and speak a word over Pastor Will. Well, Will, I have uh, known you since the days when I could beat you at racquetball. It's been a while ago. Uh, I believe that the Lord called you here. I believe that he specifically directed your journey for what you're getting ready to, to do. Because what you're getting ready to do is not something that's typical in a church. Uh, and he's really set you up, not just here, but you're really set up here because you got um, Johnny and you got Charlotte and you got a pastor who really believes in you and you've got this facility and everything. He really set you up here. But before that, he led you in a direction where you have a really terrific reputation in the secular arts community in Nashville. People respect you and they love you and they want to work with you. And God's going to use that. Uh, and you know, when I say that you've got Charlotte and Johnny and Kevin and this facility, those are things God has given you. But you know that the most important thing God has given you is a sensitivity to his spirit, a willingness to, 
to, to walk in humility, which is an, uh, an earmark of who you are. Uh, so this is a special place. You're a special person. And God's got a special calling on your life. Father, I thank you for Will. I thank you, Father, for the, for the, the grace in which he walks, Father. Because he walks in such a way that people want to be around him. People want to work with him. In other words, he walks in such a way that people see Jesus. And so I pray, Father, that they would continue to see Jesus. And I pray that he would have vision that far exceeds anything any of us can imagine right now. Because (laughs) you're a God who does incredible things. And so use your servant, Will. I pray, Father, that you would send him allies, that you would send him resources, but most of all, you would send him the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) Jonathan, you want to slide down? I've asked Pastor Wayne to come and share over Jonathan. this down so that uh, I could not uh, be at risk of too much emotion. The first priority in your life is to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Matthew 6.33. That's the directive Jesus gave to all those that consider themselves to be his followers. Then come your responsibilities as a husband and a father. Today, I speak a blessing of provision and protection over you, your wife, your children, your possessions, and your future. I'm also requesting that the Lord continue to impart presence, power, and purpose of the Holy Ghost to you, Acts 1.8, in order to best serve his kingdom, his people, and the ministry he has graced you with. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. And lastly, I place this biblical charge before you. Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, be it done to you according to his word. Amen. Give me a hug. Thank you. Jonathan, today is also a day. You can turn around and look at me. Um, I'm really excited that the Lord has put you in this position. I believe that he's equipped you and called you for the next season of this house. And with that comes responsibility and comes the appropriate 
need to credential you as a pastor of this house. And so I have a charge, I have a question, some questions to ask you as we, as we do this. Today we acknowledge, we being the eldership of Spring House, acknowledge the calling of God on your life. And we move to affirm that calling by granting the granting of ministerial credentials through Springhouse Church. So before God, the pastors, the elders of this body, I ask you the following questions. Will you commit yourself to the faithful study of scriptures so that you can both follow and teach the word of the Lord? Will you encourage, support, and comfort those to who he calls you to? Will you be merciful and compassionate? Will you be Will you genuinely love God's people and serve them well? Will you remain teachable, submitted to God's headship and authority? Will you walk humbly before the Lord and do all within your power to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace? Do you freely, joyfully, and soberly accept this calling and appointment? And will you commit yourself to bringing God glory both in and through this ministry? So I've been called and anointed by God and affirmed by the leadership of Springhouse Church. We celebrate your acceptance of the call and we set you apart as the office of the minister of the gospel. I present to you Pastor Jonathan Grisham. <laughs> So lastly, I'm going to ask the elders one last time to come and lay hands on Johnny. And we're going to pray over Jonathan. And I'd like Pastor Will to pray this prayer. Holy Spirit. You certainly dwell within this young man. Yes, Jesus. God, we thank you so much for what he has in store, for what, for what you have planned. Plans that are good. Holy God, would you direct those paths? Holy God, indwell him. Open up creative avenues within him that he did not even realize were there. God, I pray that he will blossom in this role in the way that you have prepared every step for this moment for him to take this next step. God, as he learns and as he grows and as he walks in the grace of what you've given him, God, that he could boldly go to your throne of grace and share that grace with others through the giftings that you've placed within him. Holy God, we, we lift him up to you right now. Bless him in only the way that you can. Move through him in only the way that you can. In Jesus' name, amen. primary job of every leader at Springhouse is to serve. Is to serve. 
So in that vein, we're going to close out with a, a song of worship. I believe we probably need to move on into that last song. So I'm going to put Johnny to work right away. And uh, once you stand, I'm going to go ahead and give you a blessing. And we're going to let Pastor Jonathan lead us out. Raise your hand. May Springhouse Church continue to be a healthy family as we serve the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.